Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Tuesday edition, OutKick 360, across the OutKick network. We're about to be joined by uh, Delaney Walker. We're getting him set up. Um, he is He has always been very gracious with us. Uh, we had a show with him whenever he was a Tennessee Titan. Today he made it official, retiring after 14 years uh, in the NFL. Great, great dude, great player. And um, and he's early, so that's even better. Can't wait to uh, – we've got a couple of videos we're going to show him too, I think. So this is this is going to be cool. Outkick.com called it the greatest player show in the history of the state of Tennessee that Delaney Walker that's hosted. Right. That was – Outkick.com claimed that, so – uh, we're thrilled to have him here. He was always a great friend of ours on the show. Uh, never hesitated to tell you exactly what he felt. Paul, I saw your tweet earlier today, too, that he was one of those players that was good enough to say exactly what he felt and know, knew he could get away with it yes. with the team, right? And it it's yeah. fewer and fewer of those guys around anymore. Um, e- even if you're good, you're not outspoken anymore. So he's uh, a product of a... Different era, almost, which is a testament to how long he was around. 183 games, 504 catches, 5,888 yards, 36 touchdowns, 28 of those coming with the Tennessee Titans in his seven years here. And uh, we say hello to Delaney Walker. Good to see you, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I missed you guys, man. I didn't know we had the best radio show in the history of the state of uh, Tennessee, Delaney, that. that's, yeah, that's, what, that's what we, yeah, we have given us our, that show, that label, but that is absolutely what it was. So when you stopped doing it, how much grief were they giving you about it? Uh, oh man, people would be like, why are you ain't doing the radio show no more? I'm like, well, Ryan got it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, you also got too busy, apparently. That was the truth behind it. You had a lot is of that stuff what going my on. PR He's told like, you? Probably that's no, what it I was. but I trust everything Lauren tells me. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that's what she told me. <laughs> Lauren just gave us the thumbs up. That was it. He was just too yeah. busy. That's what I thought, yeah. I thought I it heard wasn't too us at all. That, it, was, uh, it was him, not us. That you Promise. took a little grief because you were candid. Yeah, they didn't like you being so open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not playing anymore. So, yeah, they didn't like <laughs> that I was saying a lot of stuff that, you know, being honest sometimes and and like you said even though i was a player you felt like can say what he wanted to say i couldn't i just did it and um sometimes it was good sometimes it was bad but they didn't like the the radio show i had so i had to that's why it was the best well congratulations um let's kick this thing off by saying uh heck of a career 14 years um I would still say you're the best free agent acquisition this team has had. People would say Tannehill, Tannehill they traded for Tannehill, right? Based on yep. the, the yep. spark that was given there. Um, Delaney brought uh, attitude, uh, resiliency, toughness, um, and some uh, dependability. This team didn't have much of that 
whenever he first got here. And um, I, I think it's guys like him that, that led the franchise to where they are now, where it's expected to do more than just, you know, uh, celebrate winning the division. How did, how did today come about for you? Um, my publicist, they're, my, her whole team, they're great. Um, I've, I've realized that my transition has begun and it was time for me to officially announce my retirement, but I wanted to do that as a Titan because uh, my best years, I feel like, was here in Tennessee. Um, I think I accomplished a lot here. Um, with the community, also with the organization. So I got to give it all up to my publicist, Lauren. Um, she got all of this going. And then um, the PR department in Tennessee, I, you know, they still love me. So thankful yeah. for that. They still love me. And they got together and they, they made it happen. And I'm just thankful for it. Heard you got emotional over there. Did you or did you not crack? And I'm looking at Lauren for confirmation. She says you did crack. I mean, almost. It was. It was almost. Or I, I got crack. this. I mean, when I was giving, and I was doing a little. When I was talking, I choked up. You know, just to hear John say what he said and and how they felt about me at the organization. It just it's touching. You know what I mean? It's it's really touching. And then when we walked out, I got to walk through the stadium and walk out through the tunnel from the last time, and and all the players that wished me. Uh, Wish me great things, and they showed a highlight. It, it 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 got me just to hear them guys that I haven't seen in a while talk about me and and how they felt about me was was real. Did they have you bowling over Hutton on that highlight uh, <laughs> highlight reel? I would. I thought they was gonna have him say something with me running them over and I like nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> that's that's only on Hutton's highlight reel. Yeah, <laughs> not on Dwight's. I'm still in concussion protocol. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I, they won't let me speak. Hutton did you think he was? Sense. Did you think he was dead? No, you know what? When I saw it was him, I really tried to help him. If it was like a referee or something, I would have just kept running back in the field. Like I wouldn't even care. But when I seen who I knocked down, you can tell I picked him up. Like you good? And then we gotta go. <laughs> we're gonna play the highlight coming up uh, momentarily, and we're gonna be able to show you this uh, in about ten minutes or so. Um, Twenty seventeen is when this occurred. I was on the sideline with Titans Radio, and Delaney ran an out. It was like a seven yard out, roughly, maybe ten. Malarkey was standing on the line to gain or where he wanted you to make your cut, I think. And then at the snap, he moves out of the way, and there You're I right am. Behind. And uh, we'll get Delaney's play-by-play breakdown of this uh, when he broke me back in 2017. It's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. Tr- trust us on that if, you, if you've not seen this video before. Uh, Delaney, when you look back on your time with the Titans, where you got there, where the franchise was when you arrived – to where it got, and now where it really continues to go in the winning ways. How much, how much pride do you take in the fact that you were there for some lean years? Hutton said, you know, there wasn't that high level of accountability in the organization, the locker room. But not only see it develop over your time as a Titan, but to see it continue after you're no longer on the team. Is there some pride with that? Definitely pride. Um. You know, I, I came in, and uh, I remember the first few years, I've said a lot of stuff the first few years on how I felt the team was going and what we needed to do to change. And they kind of – I think they listened because we started making a lot of moves, different changes, bringing players in, different coaches, and and starting to get that winning culture. We started to feel it. We started to understand it. We smelled it. We knew we could do it. Um, so I take a lot of pride in that because I see these guys today – the way they play, the way they finish games, the way they do it, the, they go about their business. They're not selfish. They don't cry. 
they play football. They play tough football, and they're trying to get the W. So I take a lot of pride in that. I'm not saying that I, I'm the one that started all of this. It was a handful of us um, that wanted to pave this this pavement. And these guys, man, like I said, they, they turn it into a freeway because they, they're making it bigger than what I thought it would be. What was the low moment uh, before it started to, to go? Mm. How many years? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it was it was it was it was low. It was pretty low uh, for a few years. I would have to say the first two years, first three years I got here. I don't think it turned around until 2016 is where we really started to turn the organization around. Um, so it was it was pretty dark um, the first few years, and I think that's why I was so outspoken because I knew if I can speak my mind i can probably keep the fans buying into it because they knew that some we cared because some of the players were starting to speak out delaney walker our guest on outkick 360 what would the delaney walker of central missouri say about today get your now um (laughs) (laughs) uh i I think the the central missouri delaney walker would probably be patting me on the back talking about we did it we did what we set out to do, and uh, I'm thankful of that. What does San Francisco mean to you? It means a lot. I mean, again, I was a D2 football player, um, and they took a shot. They drafted me. Six round, right? Six round. They drafted me. Um, they really didn't have a position for me. They didn't know if they wanted me to play receiver or tight end. So when I got there, we just had this conversation. I got there, I was a receiver. And uh, they two days into the camp, they 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 was like, bring your playbook, go upstairs. I thought I was getting cut, but they told me I was gonna play tight end. I'm like, I never played tight end. Mike Marsh was like, you better learn, we're gonna cut you. So I called my agent. He like, bro, come on, stop playing with me. You tougher than that. You got that grit. Go out there and show them who you are. And uh, I did that. So the, the 49ers means a lot to me because they taught me how to be a tight end. They taught me how to learn the game, the fundamentals of blocking, understanding defenses. So. That goes a long way. I feel like you were pretty unique in your versatility as, a, as an offensive player, probably because when you were drafted, they didn't know if you were going to be a wide receiver or a tight end. When you look back at your, your play skill in the NFL, do you feel like you were pretty unique even for your time where there were a lot of guys who could run and catch passes, but you were definitely one of the few jack-of-all-trades, could do a lot of different things, play different positions in your time in the NFL? I hate to say this because I don't want to seem like I'm cocky, but I feel like I was the first Swiss Army knife in football. Um, if you look at the 49er days, I played so many positions. I I can't even tell you all the you positions. You were a fullback. I was a, a fullback, yeah. wide receiver, tight end, kick returner, gunner. I was on kickoff. I, I mean, I probably had the second highest tackles on special teams. I mean, I think I felt like I was – the drag of all trades, but a Swiss Army knife is better. I can do everything. Slice, dice, cut, clip, unscrew, whatever you want. I did it all. Can you so, just retire as football player and not tied in? What if you just said, I don't want to have a position, just Delaney Walker, football player. That's what it should read. Let's do it. Let's let's get a movement. Oh, we'll, do it, we'll do it tomorrow. You had this today. We'll do the next one tomorrow. <laughs> so what Lauren you- just jotted that down. That's <laughs> that idea for me. She's going to take that as her own. When you broke the ankle, how – I mean, you knew it was bad. What was your, what did you think in your head in terms of time frame to come back and what was ahead of you and everything? And then what, what did the real story obviously pan out to be? So when I broke my ankle, the, fu- the, the funny part is I didn't feel it. 
if y'all watch the tape, I kind of picked my ankle because I thought like I rolled it, but then I'm like, but I can't feel it. And then when I picked it up, it was broke. And um, in my mind, not to be too graphic, when you picked it up, it just didn't go with you. Did it right? It kind of no, it, it just drug back. Yeah, drug. Yeah. yeah so it, it snapped back, and I was like, oh man, my ankle broke. And then I, in my mind, I'm like, damn, this is this is tough. I'm old. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to recover from this. So. I, that's all I thought. But then when I remember when I got to that locker room and they gave me the morphine, it could have been the morphine, but I was just like, I'm going to come back quicker than a year. I'll be back earlier than what they say is going to be. And I did that. But it didn't pan out the way I thought it was going to be. I think in week five, I took a hit in um, Denver and I couldn't walk the next day. And then, I, you know, they was like, just just take some time, rehab. But Honestly, it would never come back. Every time I went out to practice, I re-injured it. So it was just like, I can't do it right now. I, I would have to take a year, another year off. And, and I think that's really what set me back. Uh, I'm doing this on the fly here. Uh, how much time do you have with us? As much as y'all well, need. Well, I mean, we only have 45 minutes left in the show. <laughs> oh. But the, what your answer is going to determine whether I'm, I'm going to take an early break or if I'm going to go long in this segment. So what do you want to do? I mean, it's your show. This is the Delaney Walker can, show. Can you give us He's another us 15 up. minutes another, when we come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. So when we come back, we've got, uh, we've got the clip. We'll have that ready. Uh, and, and Delaney will, will break down uh, what was a great catch on the sideline. I mean, he picked up the first down. And we'll go through some memorable plays of his career, uh, favorite teammates, quarterbacks. We'll, we'll run through it. He's wearing some shoes given to him by a quarterback, I believe. Yes, yes. they are. I've seen – yes. Uh, we'll we'll have him show that off as well. Delaney Walker in studio with us as he announces his retirement after 14 seasons in the NFL. This is Outkick 360. Good friend of the show, uh, great guy, and recently retired as of a couple of hours ago. They made it official. Delaney Walker, NFL tight end, Tennessee Titan, and San Francisco 49er in studio with us. Um, Reminiscing on some big plays, moments, uh, stories uh, throughout the career. Um, Delaney, you've got a film crew with you. What is this? Oh, man, you got to document everything nowadays, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think that, that Lauren and her team do such a good job that Delaney doesn't even know what's going on half the time. He's yeah. just there, well, he's present the in the moment. He just he's put like, two oh, thumbs up and That's smile. really cool what you did with all that. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, I just walk into the room and I'll be like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Nice yeah. to meet you. Come on, guys. Let's go. I Come guess on. everyone's following me. Yep. <laughs> so what's the car count currently? And are you still as heavy into that as you were? Indeed I am. But uh, I've, I don't make as much money as I used to. <laughs> so you got to be smarter. Um, so I, I sold a few cars to get a Tesla Platt. Okay. Um, that was quite. No, just, oh, I thought you were going to keep naming them. No, nah, nah, uh, I got a Tesla Plaid, but uh, I still have all my other cars that I just sold the Rolls Royce and the Lamborghini because it was like pointless. I only drove them to the game, so I don't go no to the game names. anymore. So, so, what's the prize of the collection at this stage? Jeep Trackhawk 2018, 1,000 horsepower. 1,000 horsepower. What's your, what's your favorite car? Uh, the, my favorite car? In the world. In the world? Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Continental 65, suicide doors, drop top. And you do not own this car? They want like 200000 for these cars. The stock keep going up on them. They're very rare. It's, I mean, if y'all know anything about the Lincoln, y'all know someone was assassinated in that car. So <laughs> yeah. 
they've, they've, the value is going up. And so what's your garage? How many cars do you have total? And what's your garage slash parking setup for them? The garage looked like a mechanic shop. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I got tires stacked all the way up to the ceiling. Um, I got tools everywhere. I got gas because I'm on E85 and race fuel for my drag car. So if the house catch on fire, I'm in trouble. It's going to blow up, literally. But uh, the garage is, I know my neighbors hate me because all the back of the, the garage is car, 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 two cars in the front, three cars in the garage, <laughs> a Tesla being charged. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's not nice. So uh, we were we were at an event recently, and I, I mentioned this to you, and you kind of looked at me funny. Uh, I I would love to do a ride along with you uh, for the show, where I'm in the passenger seat for one of your drag cars, because I know I know I know this is a serious business deal. Um, I think it would be a blast, and I also want to w- observe you in these environments. Yes, where you are going to some rural areas. <laughs> And putting down some money and saying, LFG, right? Like, let's you're, go. You're headed to Crossville and, and places like this well, not for even, these I mean, drag races, Alabama, right? Alabama. I mean, like, we were discussing all these plots. Explain to everyone what you're doing and uh, with the, the drag cars. I mean, this is something you're passionate about. You get after it. Uh, pretty much. You know, like I go to places like Pickwick, Tennessee. I don't even know if people even know what Pickwick is. I think a lot of people saw the video of me. And a crowd full of white people was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is racing. This is what you're going to see. <laughs> I don't know where y'all go to race, but this is where I race. But no, uh, so we go to these events, and it's just guys who love cars. They pretty much love cars, and I love cars. They don't care what you're driving. As long as the money green and you're ready to race, they're ready to go. So that's pretty much what we do. We line it up. How do you find these spots? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm part the of The dark it. web? Oh, we can't. Almost. Facebook. <laughs> no. Yeah. no uh, I'm a, I'm, I, you know what? I'm at a gang of car groups. People don't even believe it. When I say I want to be, they like, this ain't Delaney Walker. I'm like, it, it's me. Because they won't let you in unless they feel like you're a car guy. And that's how you get to find out about all these different areas. And it's not just, they roll race in the streets. I don't do that stuff. But uh, right, right, yeah. So drag tracks is pretty much the the where I try to find it. I'm just in these car groups, and when they post something, and I think it's a, a good event where we can probably make some money, then you go there. How and you fast race. are you going? Well, we run the eighth, so Tennessee only has the eighth. Unless we go to Kentucky, we can run the quarter. But right now we run the eighth, so the track car can get up to like 120 in the eighth. And I'm focusing on the videos I've seen on your on your so like on your Instagram story or something. But I. There was one where you blew your motor. Like, what does it cost you if you do that? Lots of money. <laughs> Lots you don't want to say? And you know right away when it happens. It's, oh, yeah. There's no other problem it could be. It's like, oh, the, the motor's oh, you, gone. You know, you it's almost it. like a bomb just yeah. going off. Like, boom. You can feel it. It jolts you, hurts you. Um, it costs a lot. But hopefully it ain't. If the motor breaks, then, yeah, you out a lot of money. But most of the time when something breaks like that, it's either the, um, the axle, um, your rear end, Stuff like that. So that's only like maybe $2,500 to $5,000. all depends on what you want. And what can you, like, what do you need to show up with in order to enter? And what, okay. do you, what can you take home? Well, it depends on what they run in. So if they run in uh, daily drivers, you can come in with a regular car. 
um, whatever car, whatever you, you want, whatever you want. Um, that they so it's a lot like that reality show. Well, what whatever yeah. it used to be called, um, street racers, street racers. Yeah. yeah. So you, you you got big wheel, little wheel, and you got to learn all these tech. You got um, pro sport. It's just different kind of cars. Everyone has a different car because then you have no rules where guys can come in with Nas. They probably got twenty five hundred horsepower cars, Nas, and you know it depends on what you're trying to race. And when you pull up next to them, you don't. Do you know what they have, or you don't? I know they're. You, you're giving me the sections and the divisions, but like if it's just the street, when you pull up next to them, you don't know, right? No, but it, you can always negotiate that where you can okay. look in, look under his car. Or but what I do is I just go let him run. I'm gonna see what time he runs. But most of these dudes will pull off at the end because they trying to get, they trying to win. So they that's what you can't judge that. So if you if you see their time, just expect they may be two seconds faster than what they trying to show you. Best, have you see a good fight out there at all compared to like the practice field or anything? No, nah. not with you. No, no, I'm talking about you just haven't seen anything. No, nah, because she she films more so when I'm driving. So I'd look to see if she's seen. No, no, nah, I'm, I'm in the car most of the time. So if there was a good fight, they wouldn't be telling us about it. Well, that's fair, <laughs> which is smart. I, I wouldn't either. That's fair. I mean, Delaney was much more open on our. On our uh, weekly show no I've, sure. I've never <laughs> seen i've never seen a fight if i seen a fight man y'all probably see it on my video that's good okay. content well that's <laughs> okay. there you go. that's what i'm saying like <laughs> i, I want to go and follow guy. this and figure out what's going on hutton's gonna start the fight if there's not one there yeah. to make sure we get the content <laughs> that's what he's saying let him tag along he'll get everybody fighting does this in some ways fulfill your need for competition from from football and how necessary is that for you? How hard would it have been to go cold turkey? Very, very hard. I feel like this is – I get that same feeling before every game when I drag race. I, I'm scared and nervous, but I know I can do it. It's just like football. It's like that first hit, I'm good. It's like that first race, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, it's, it's, let's go. And I think that I went from a dangerous sport to a, another dangerous sport, and I think I just need it in my life, so – you have friends who've uh, come out of football who've struggled with with not having something that um, carries it over. Honestly, it's a lot of players that that struggles with that transition. Um, me working with the Legends community, I'm starting to understand that now. Um, that a lot of players do have a difficulty transitioning out of football and don't really know their place. You know, because um, all our life we dedicated ourselves to this game. And when you, you, I always tell people you lose what you don't do every day. And when they try to go back to what they went to school for, they can't even remember it because they haven't done it in years. So it's tough for a lot of guys. You're wearing uh, the shoes that Marcus Mariota gave you. Custom, right? Custom. Yeah, custom. Um, what'd you think of Marcus? How cool was he behind the scenes? Uh, you know what? I, y'all know me. I, I love Marcus. Yeah. I, I will go t to war for Marcus. Um, I can never let anybody say nothing bad about Marcus. That's why I spoke out a lot um, because he took a lot of blame. He took a lot of blame for some of the years we had, and it's it's 10 other guys out there. You know, we all had a job to do, and, and when we didn't do it well, he got blamed for it. So um, Marcus is my man. I'm always going to show love for him. Only wa I watched the Falcons because of Arthur. Yeah. And Marcus, okay? And I, I can never say anything bad about Marcus. I, I just – I feel like he made me where I am today. Like, he threw me the ball. He didn't have to. I mean, he, he really did. But 
he threw me the ball and he made sure that that connection was there. We worked so hard and I felt like we was just always on the same page and he'll be my brother to the to the day I die. You guys yeah. talk much? Uh, no, nah, we haven't talked uh, since he got married, I think. That's the last time we talked. Yeah, that was recent, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in Hawaii, and I talked to him then, and that was it. But he wasn't there. He, I was just trying to see if he was out there. <laughs> and then Arthur Smith. I mean, he goes from tight ends. Co- I mean, he, he worked behind the scenes with the organization, tight ends coach. He finally gets there after being a, a quality, a, control. Off, yeah, quality control, um, offensive coordinator, and then head coach of the Atlanta Falcons said uh, the trajectory that he's on is is remarkable it's incredible he worked for it man he he's a lifer he's a football lifer he is you know and it's funny I didn't know who his pops was at first because this man drove yeah. like a, a explorer like a 90 a 98 explorer and I'm like somebody was like you know who his dad is he don't need the coach I'm like who is that he like FedEx I said shut up <laughs> Yo, and then I had to go ask him. I'm like, bro, why are you driving this 98 Explorer? <laughs> Your dad, he said, that ain't my money. I'm going to get my own money. I'm going to do it my way. And I remember him coming, finally getting the, the head tight ends coaching job. And he was like, this is how I'm going to do it. I need your help. I'm going to change everything. And I just knew he wanted it. He wanted it so bad. He always wanted to be an offensive coordinator. And then I think once he became offensive coordinator, it wasn't long. He just became the head coach because guys believed in him. We went to bat for him. I did everything I could for the tight ends just to make sure he was successful. Yeah, I mean, Malarkey was the Malarkey. tight ends coach. He gets the the nod as the interim and then gets the job for a couple years. You were right uh, in the middle of all yeah, I mean, of the, you, the big coaches. The, the transition, but you also have guys that relate to the position, coached you individually, and then you had a quarterback that was delivering you the football. He was being polite. Uh, Marcus had to throw him the football because Delaney was the guy who was actually going to catch the football. <laughs> and do something with it, um, but I mean the 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 era of guys that you played with, like who who are the guys you still keep in touch with? Uh, I still Rack man, you know what Rack? Is, he was here last week. Yeah, Rack. He sent he man he sent me a gift, man. That's my guy. All them dudes that I feel like we paved the way. Rack Pole, Drill Casey, Derek Morgan. I'm gonna be in the golf tournament with Derek on Thursday. Uh, I talked to Nate Washington. Uh, I mean, Taylor Lewan. I constantly talk to Taylor Lewan. I just talked to Jeff, the big Jeff, you know, just seeing them guys. Um, Phil Supernaw, I was just in Houston. Oh, I got yeah. to talk to Phil. But he in Arkansas, but I got to talk to him because uh, we was in Houston. I thought he was going to be out there. So I still try to keep up with these guys. It's a good guys. group. Oh, it, it group. Was, yeah, that was a good group of guys that I just named. So. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Delaney Walker in studio with us. 2017. Um I don't, were we doing the show together at this time or not? I can't remember. I'm bad to ask about the timeline. So Those years all kind of blend together. It may have been like. right at the tail end of the Delaney Walker show with the three of us. But this is uh, somewhere middle of the season, November, I think, November-ish. I think this is against the Bengals. And it's second and four. I said it was like they needed 10 yards. It's second and four, and Delaney runs and out. Uh, Delaney, just tell me what you see. Uh, do you remember the play? Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Omaha or something like that. Okay. and uh, They renamed it Hutton. Yeah, so he, again, <laughs> right at the sticks, and then, boom, I'm done. You see, I'm looking like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> when you recognize who it was, you felt bad. Yeah. I'm He's like, got a smile, a dazed smile on his face, right? Well, <laughs> look at me. Concussion protocol. Yeah, well, it, today's NFL, I'd be in concussion protocol. Yeah. Yeah, red hat. Then there would have been a spotter up top, a neurologist, that said, this guy right here in the peacoat 
needs to be taken off the field right so, now. So uh, as we continue, just let this roll. Uh, my thought in the moment, Chad was asking me about this and why I didn't get out of the way, because I'm standing in the, so in the diamond uh, where the parabolic microphones stand. And this guy, the, I believe the parab guy, moves out of the way. Yeah. And Well, he's right behind me. And uh, Malarkey's the one who moved out of the way. And I, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I didn't want to move because I thought you would go left or right, and I, would go to, I was going to go right into you. I remember thinking that. And then I also remember what you told me right there, which is, dude, I just effing trucked you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the only thing... And uh, that's true. The only thing broken was a pencil in my pocket. That's it. Uh, I had a bruise on my hip. But no issues. Oh, you you hurt your hip for real. Yeah, I had a little bruise. But it, I mean, it could have been way worse. It yeah, could have been your ankle, no, like your ankle. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't go right because if you watch the first down marker, okay. yeah, you're trying to get the first down. If you, try, to, if you start roll, to veer roll. right, you might not get there. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're right. See, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. You may have still been a little bit short of the first down. Did, no, was was it. it a third and one, or did they give you the first down? It was down second, second and four. four. But I'm saying the next play, did it give you third and short, or was that a first down pickup? Because that was close. I, I believe, where the marker was. From what I remember, he you had the right hand spot, which may have been a half think, a yard I short. I think you got it. Yeah. 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 Ooh, Hunt, Hunt it, look, it looks short. Yeah, but it looks short on the TV. Hunt looks at you lovingly while you're picking him up. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a real bond there. I'm I mean, telling I acted you, like I knew where I was. Underrated part of the video <laughs> I totally is don't look the equipment concussion. guy laughing. The two equipment yeah. guys also yeah. laughing yeah. behind Hunt. Yeah. Matt's laughing. They can good. chime in too if they want. But uh, yeah, Delaney, Delaney was very cool about it afterwards too. And, um, it's a beautiful moment. These are the classic moments we live for. I he mean, only, we got yeah. weeks and weeks out of that. He I'm only here. fell because his feet was kind of, he thought about moving, <laughs> no. so his feet was behind no, him. That's, why fell, no that's the only reason. <laughs> that's why Not a huge athletic man coming full speed into how it. Much, had nothing how much to do with better it? and or worse would it have been if Hutton, instead of just standing straight up, feet together, decided to get a wide base and <laughs> bow himself up where he sees you coming and he's going to try to stand you up? I, I can't. I don't know. He he would have gone down either way, but it would have been a little bit slower also, of a descent to the ground. But it I, may have looked worse. Also. Matt's right there too. The equipment yeah. guy. He's helping well, you. Well, Matt out. Matt was very cool too. He came over and made sure I was. Didn't need smelling salts. Yeah, <laughs> but while, I, I while didn't. Laughing. So Delaney, I didn't drop the microphone. Either. No, you, you know, did so. not. But I've noticed. I think you hit your head on his knee. This yeah, other that, guy that could have been danger. Yeah, that and that guy didn't flinch either. The red oh, hat. Oh well, wow. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah. I mean, to, I would be flagged from up top for concussion protocol. No, I did. Because that look, though, I've just never really seen it like that. That look, you look like you was dazed a little bit. I think it's more love. <laughs> That's what everybody yeah, put like. Happy. They was like, hey, find someone who look at you like this. Yeah, and I right. was like, That's what? <laughs> I took That's a, a screenshot of, I, so I, I go from here down to the other end. And uh, because once the offense passes the 30, I'm supposed to stay in front of the offense. And... I looked down at my phone and I already had like 300, you know, texts. <laughs> Everyone who knows him basically yeah, saying, hey, yes. I saw you on TV. I yeah. mean, they kept showing it. It was like replayed over yeah. like. <laughs> Delaney, much like you need to get hit to feel like you're in the football game or get that first race out of the way. This was Hutton feeling like he was playing at Warren County High School again. That one hit got him going. That's why he's smiling the way he that is. It's funny he too. He needed that hit. That uniform already looks ancient. That yeah, looks like yeah. a museum. Piece. I know it's crazy <laughs> looking at it. I'm like the white helmets just don't look good no, no. more. Like it's just like <laughs> you're right. They got old in you're a right. hurry yeah. once they got retired. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite catch of your career? You have one. Yeah, it will probably be the um, the New England game. 
where um I I ran over uh um Chung. Yeah. I ran him over. I think I ran like two people, broke two tackles, ran down the sideline, and I'm not even a big hurdler. And I hurdled somebody, stepped on somebody. I do remember this because the only yeah. re- only reason why that game is because I remember everybody's like grunk, 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 and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna outplay grunk this game, and I did. I had two touchdowns. Grunk had one. So well, the hurdle, <laughs> the hurdle just come to you in the moment. It just came to me in a moment. I, it was actually Harry made a great block. I seen him about to cut Harry the dude. Douglas. Harry Douglas. I seen him about to cut the dude. And it was just perfect. And then once he cut him, the dude kind of dove over Harry, and I just I jumped right at the. I didn't even. You know, most of the time I don't even know what I'm doing. It's just like when you watch the replay, they be like, "Wait, how did you know to jump?" I didn't. I was just <laughs> I'm just running. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Delaney Walker uh, in studio with us. Um, touchdown catch. Which one would you go with? Touchdown catch. Maybe it's going to have to be. This is a, this is a wow. This is in Kansas City. Jake Locker was the, this. I, this is when I first got here in that Kansas City touchdown in the back. I think that's what started me. Me being who I was. I got. I was so confident after the game. It was the first game against Kansas City in Kansas City. We beat them. You know what I mean. And I felt like I had a great game there. But that touchdown catch that 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 game. That's what gave me that the courage to go out there and to know that I can be a man in this league. Yeah, because you were waiting on your opportunity, mm-hmm. and then you you cash in on your opportunity. Game yep. one, game one, and yeah, <laughs> game yeah. one. Um, man, congratulations again. Um, you're you're great to us, great to the city, great to the league, uh, and, and to your your teammates in the locker room. There are only a handful of players, guys, that I remember that answered questions after what were a lot of losses, no matter how the game went. And Always th- stand up. Those Always. guys had nothing to do with the loss, right? They didn't suck. Right. But those guys, the guys who did bolted before the, the media was allowed in the locker room. Delaney stuck around. Always. And waited on the media to get to his locker after we talked to the quarterbacks and everyone else, right? Just considered um, a part of the job, right? I mean, and, it is part of the job. I mean, when you sign when you sign that contract, they tell you you have to talk to the media. And, and it's y'all job to get content. And it's our job to, to give y'all that content. If it's good or bad, it's, it's up to the player. But I, I just – I was angry most of the time when y'all interviewed me, and I wanted to get my message out. So that's, that's why I was just as real as I can be. You still working with uh, Mad and and doing things like that? I'm behind the scenes. Yeah. behind okay. the scenes. I'm not not as much. You know, the um, the NFL kind of ended their partnership with Mad a little bit, so it just kind of. I got you. Yeah, but you, I mean, you're always doing some yeah some philanthropy work or uh, work in the community. Whenever they need me, I'm de- I'm definitely there to, to 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 put a message out or do something for the charity. So, how much time are you spending in Nashville versus? Uh, I live Cali? here. Yeah, I'm here more than California. Yeah, I live in Franklin. I'm here every day. That's what everybody keeps saying. Do you live here? I just don't come out much because during the season, I don't want to be a distraction. I don't like doing interviews because I don't want to be a distraction. Sometimes I can be a distraction. You know, I I say stuff I shouldn't say sometimes, but that's me, man. (laughs) I just talk too much sometimes. But I still live here, and uh, I just I love the city. I love the city. I I'm, I'm probably. We probably get some land somewhere in Columbia, Tennessee, somewhere. So where there actually is land now. Yeah. now yeah, that's where you, we got to get it now, though, because yeah. they're getting it's out there. It's going fast too. in Columbia, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, uh, again, congrats. Thank you 
for coming by. Really, what, what, what are you guys doing next? Like, are, do you have like a big dinner plan tonight, or like we, we probably do uh, some dinner? Then I got more radio shows tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, a golf tournament. Friday, another radio show. Saturday, I'll be at the Titans practice. Sunday. I'll be at the game. So all y'all come out. Cool. All y'all Titans fans come out to we'll Sunday's game. We need y'all out there for this dub. So you're the twelfth man. I'll be the twelfth man. Awesome. Yes, I'll be the twelfth man. Do something crazy with that sword. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He'll do something. Yeah, yeah. He'll do something. And thanks to your group here. Yeah, we appreciate uh, all you guys. Yeah, thanks for bearing with us and sitting through uh, the the chat, reminiscing uh, behind the scenes. Appreciate that uh, very greatly. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, Grab a drink after this, all right? Hey, stab Hutton with that sword and finish him off after that hit. Yeah, that's a that's right. man sword. That's right. Right through him. They don't let us near the field anymore, so you can't get Wait, y'all can't, can't go him. on the field, eh? No, they take everything away from us. We're, we're done. Peasants. Wait, so y'all not beat riders for the Titans anymore? Well, I am. I'm doing the same thing. But they don't no, let No, they don't let anybody down on the field pregame anymore. None of us. Really? Yeah. COVID, I'm sure. They took <laughs> it away during COVID. And of course, they didn't yeah. give it back. Still hanging around. Just up in the press box now. Dang. So if you have a suite, I mean, we can just join you in the suite. I mean, I wish I had a suite, but I, I don't. Maybe for the Delaney, new I'll stadium. I'll be in the suite. I'll, I'll see you. I'll be in one of them. <laughs> so we'll find each other. Thanks again. It was great. Thank, Thank you so much. Yep. Delaney Walker has been our guest. Uh, coming up, we'll wrap up the show, tell you the Yankees' Guardian score and more on Outkick 360. Well, the... The media circus that is going to be following Daniel Snyder and Jim Ursay now, as well as trying to get comment from all the other owners, is going to be fun. Would you guys to like to hear the latest? Yes, yes I know. Please. I know that uh, Daniel Snyder has responded to Mister yeah. Ursay. So this is a statement from a commander spokesperson about Jim Ursay's comments. It is highly inappropriate but not surprising that Mr. Ursay opted to make statements publicly based on falsehoods in the media. It is unfortunate that Mr. Ursay decided to go public with his statement today while an investigation is in process. And the team has had no opportunity to formally respond to allegations. The commanders have made remarkable progress over the past two years. We are confident that when he has an opportunity to see the actual evidence in this case... Mr. Ursay will conclude that there is no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise, and they won't. This is one of the commander's big talking points, is this progress, progress, transformation has happened, is underway. Now, the ESPN piece said that, uh, is it Jason Wright? You know, even Jason Wright, who came in as the president, who was kind of a George Young figure, though George Young was a football guy for the Giants, who was kind of... uh, you know, here from the league office said, hire this guy. He'll help you clean things up. And the ESPN piece made it sound like Jason Wright's limited in what he can do there by the Snyder family. By the way, I saw Tanya Snyder outside the stadium. She's a breast cancer survivor, I believe. And it was breast, the beginning of breast cancer awareness month. And she was out there talking to fans and passing out ribbons and uh, very uh, pleasant and nice. But they are just pushing this. We're transformed. Things are fixed. We're making incredible progress, and we're not getting enough credit for that. And to which I would say, even if that's the case, and over the last two years you've made incredible progress, that does not erase what happened previous to the progress. 
which is at issue here and what's being investigated. The investigation doesn't go away because you've done nice work since we started investigating you. Well, the progress that they're pointing to, though, is the what they were told they had to do as part of their punishment from the NFL where there's right. no written report. The league Beth mandated Wilk- that you make that progress. From Beth Wilkinson's report. Yeah, not the this progress one. was mandated. <laughs> yeah, which they're, which they're saying they're doing and they're pointing to and they're saying the league, the league office, the owners impose this punishment and we're we're complying by that. We're we're doing that. And so that's their the, answer. The commander's basis of this I'm is not saying it's right. I'm yeah, just, we're doing what you asked us to do, and we're making progress because us. we're doing those things. Well, not applaud us. Just no, shut your mouth. Yeah, no, but the now, commanders so, are saying, "Give us uh, applaud well, us for doing even, what you told us." No, that. they're saying, "Mr. Ursay, shut, shut up. up." Oh yeah. yeah, we're doing what you told us to do, and now two years later, it's not good enough. Right. Now we need to consider making you sell, even though we're doing everything within the punishment. And things have been better in the last two years. I understand where the commanders are coming from in saying that. Yeah, I'm not sympathetic. And by the way, on the ownership front, Stephen Ross back to work today, having fulfilled ah. his uh, away time punishment hey, uh, from, from the commissioner. So about, ownership's uh, all in good standing. How about Jack Easterby being ousted in yeah, Houston? Yeah, that was big. For an ownership group, and, and I say group family, Bob uh, McNair, Cal McNair. Cal. Um, who Very hasn't, stubborn. hasn't done many things right with the moves that they've made, that's a smart move. It's funny to me, though, he's getting a lot of credit for making the smart move of getting rid of Easterby, but he should have gotten rid of Easterby a year and a half, and he never should have hired him in the first place. So it's another thing like, okay, you finally did the right thing after this guy was largely responsible for a lot of what went wrong with your organization and never should have been there in the first place, meddling in everybody's department and a big cause of the reason you hit rock bottom the way you did. So I only give them so much credit. But isn't it odd though, that they did it in uh, the third week in October, Yeah, you know, yeah, the bye week just uh, usually fire coaches on the bye week not, uh, you know, um, uh, team chaplain slash executive slash meddler guy in but charge. it was a weird dude if john mcclain had better wi-fi we would have asked him about it too. yeah it's a yes. shame he said he was surprised on twitter but that he he thought it was the best move that could have been made he just thought it was going to happen after the season that yeah. they weren't just gonna try to spark anything until after the season and he thinks nick casario has that team on a good path he said now really we find out how good a path they're on when we see how well they draft yeah. with the picks they got from the deshaun watson trade but they've got some rookies um defensively and they're they're running back damian pierce if petrie and uh the corner from lsu um on the outside stingley stingley all, those guys are playing well yeah so uh, to their credit they have young talent that's playing well now they need a quarterback and they need to boost their overall skill position talent um paul your yankees what's the score four to one uh and nestor cortez gave him five good innings i don't know if he'll continue here or not um but they're in good shape bottom of the fifth, but there yankees was a bad score. collision i think the run scored on a bad collision okay. where the third base shortstop and left field converged on a ball that uh i don't know if it was fair or foul I think they made it fair by the way they touched it. And I think Cabrera uh, left the game, which put uh, Kiner Falefa back at shortstop. I saw he dropped the ball but managed to throw a guy out on a grounder. So their shortstop issue has returned. And I think Hicks is maybe dinged up there as well, who I don't care about. Chad, isn't the best thing that could happen now is, is that Jim Ursay now responds to the statement? 
Oh God, yeah. Go back, play tennis with this thing. Play I think tennis. Jim Irsay should go to his room for a nap, a pre-dinner nap, <laughs> and then come back down and read on Twitter oh. that the commanders responded. And then gather back with people and say, I've got another statement to make based on the commander's statement. Let's have this be a Borg McEnroe uh, 14 volley <laughs> well, rally. We don't Post even dinner, need. he comes back and has another statement. <laughs> but you don't even need, with Ursa, you don't have to have anyone go to him. He's just going to post it on social. He'll do like a, yeah, he's his very 15th active on story Twitter. of the game. He's probably the most active uh, social media owner in the league, right? He's the only owner I know of that. He's the guy who announces the inactives on game day. And, uh, roof roof status. Yeah, he tweets out the roof status if it's going to be open or closed. And the shadows or no shadows. Ninety minutes before kickoff, he it's his account that Do tweets the Do us all a favor inactives. and respond, please, Jim. Please, terrific show. A lot of energy. Thank you, Delaney Walker. Yes, and uh, Yankees to, are leading. It's a great show. You can go to Outkick.com. Armando Salguero has you covered. On all things NFL owners meetings, Dan Snyder, Ursay, all of it. Outkick.com slash bet to check out all the wagers for tonight and beyond on Outkick 360. Read that sign, listen to it, don't block the box, do lock your locks. See ya!